Hey guys, I just wanted to stop by and let you know that this episode was supposed to come out earlier in November, but I felt the content was still relevant to decreasing the holiday stress, and I hope that it is still helpful. Welcome to the Momship Mastery Podcast, the ultimate destination for moms seeking balance, connection, and growth in their journey through motherhood. I'm your host, master's level therapist and life coach, Andrea Baker. Here at the Momship Mastery, we believe that motherhood is a purposeful journey filled with discoveries, challenges, and countless opportunities for growth. Our mission is to provide you incredible moms with the wisdom, inspiration, and tools to flourish as you nurture your relationship with yourself and those around you. Each week, we will dive into transformative conversations, therapeutic insights, and practical tips to empower you to thrive as a mom while still maintaining your unique identity. From self-care strategies to relationship building, from spiritual growth to parenting insights, I've got you covered. So if you're ready to embark on this journey with us, hit that subscribe button and let's explore the world of motherhood, relationships, and growth together. Remember, you're not alone on this journey and we're here to support you every step of the way. Is it too early to start thinking about the holidays? That's always the ongoing debate, especially after Halloween. People really want to know. Is it time for Christmas? Is it time to start decorating for the holidays? Can we start on November 1st or do we need to wait to Thanksgiving? I grew up in a house where it was definitely we're going to wait until Thanksgiving and not a day before. And I remember I would be so excited, so happy to have Thanksgiving dinner and be able to go get all the ornaments and the trees and the decorations so I could go and decorate my heart out. That was my thing. I was waiting and it was stewing and I would be like, all right, let's go. It's time. And just I always loved Christmas. I loved it because it just felt very peaceful and happy time of year where my family would all come together and we'd all eat Christmas morning breakfast together. And um, it just was this closeness and this uh, niceness that wasn't always present throughout the rest of the year. So that was something that I really looked forward to. Um, And I didn't really understand my mom's kind of hesitation toward it. Let me say that. So as an adult, I... I decorate it for Christmas as soon as like Halloween is over. I'm like, all right, let's go. Let's do it. And then I started to realize and understand my mom's need to delay Christmas uh, for those additional two weeks. And I realized that it wasn't really the holiday season she was delaying. It was the stress, the anxiety and the frustration that kind of came along with it. It's no easy feat trying to decorate and arrange for Christmas brunch and hosting a whole bunch of people that you haven't really seen or talked too much throughout the year. And it's just like everybody's coming together. And while I saw it as this grand thing, it was pretty difficult for the adults in our lives to kind of put everything aside to have this moment together. Um, There were some very complicated relationships and dynamics that weren't really discussed. or acknowledged but uh, like I said they tried their best to put it aside for that Christmas morning brunch and as a child I only saw the good sides of that but as an adult I'm beginning to understand the complications and why that was so um, hard. The to-do list for getting ready for Christmas and the holidays and all that it seemed to be non-ending for adults. It's like you have to buy the presents, wrap the presents, decorate, try to make sure that no child feels left out, try to make sure that everybody 
has what they're needing while still trying to maintain the monthly bills and the basic needs of your family for that month and the next month, right? It's like, how do we balance all of the needs versus holiday bliss and all these things? It's like, is it bliss or is it blues? Or who's having the holiday bliss and who's having the holiday blues? And it's really, I think, a thin line between the two of them, honestly. I know she's not the only one that uh, struggled with the holiday bliss versus holiday blues phenomenon. I really love, love, love the holidays. And I um, am always ecstatic about the approaching November 1st because I get to decorate. Uh, But I'm not without empathy for people who are not as excited as I am. Um, I found myself getting overwhelmed and sometimes I get anxious about all the planning that gets involved in all the winter shenanigans that we usually have to do. And I got a little bit confused because I'm like, I love this time of year. Why am I feeling so anxious? Why am I feeling so overwhelmed and so stressed out when I truthfully and honestly love this? And I realized that I was stressed out because it seemed like the time was so limited and the list was never ending. It was just like, all right, we only have this amount of time and we have to figure out all of these things. And of course, with my perfectionism, it was like, not only do you have to figure it out, it has to be perfect. It has to be perfect. And you have to do it with a smile on your face because you love this and you cannot do this in a way that does not reflect your love for it. So that was a struggle that I had. And I felt my love for this time of year starting to diminish. And that was pretty unacceptable for me because I was like, this is really important to me. I really need to figure out what's going on and figure out a better way to handle this. But because uh, I know my perfectionism was acting up, but I needed to really reassess. So I dug into my therapist bag and I started to ask the questions. What was Christmas really about to me? What did I want my family to know about this time of year? What was important for my family to express and to feel and to have this year? And then why did I feel the need to right all my wrongs in the last two months of the year? Why was this so important for me to do things so perfectly in the last two months? What was I telling myself that meant? And I had to really sit with that for a bit because I was stressing, but I didn't have answers to these things. And then when I started to look at them, I'm like, wait, this doesn't really reflect my values, right? Christmas was about our values. It was about our beliefs. It was about togetherness and closeness and honoring the sacredness of the holiday. And I was making making it about things and I was making about presentations and experiences and all these things that weren't rooted in the value system that we had. Um, We knew what Christmas was about. It wasn't about the presents. It wasn't about getting things. It's about giving. I've always been someone that has a heart of service, right? I remember being a kid and we would do um, Christmas dinner and Thanksgiving dinner for people in shelters and all those things. That was the heart of me and that was what I love to do. So why was I so stressed out about um, this experience and how this experience would be for my children? What did I want for my family this year? So these are questions that you can ask yourself, right? If you feel that you are getting a bit overwhelmed, it's important to really go back and assess and say, what is Christmas really about for you? What does this time of year mean for you? What is this about for you? What does this need to look like for your family? And do you feel that there is a need to do something so perfectly? Are you trying to right a wrong? 
wrong in these last few months um, that reflects the way you feel about yourself over the years. I want to give this out. It's like, I know most parents um, kind of struggle with this, but you know, you do the best that you can throughout the year. And it's really difficult not to compare what you're able to do versus what other people are showing on social media and all these other platforms and stuff like that. But I want to encourage you just to remember, like you show up every day, you show up every single time your child needs something, you figure out a way to do it. It's not about comparing what you're able to do versus what someone else is able to do. That's really a trick. That's really not what we're here for. So I wanted to kind of put that out there. So after asking these questions and really trying to answer them for myself, I realized that I needed to look more into the larger effects. Like how was this affecting other people? And what I realized is that millions of people really struggle with this holiday bliss versus holiday blues dilemma. And many of them just kind of begin to either isolate and start feeling this great sense of sadness and things like that. So it's really important to look at the ways that we can try our best to help ourselves before things begin to spiral or before things begin to um, get too overwhelming. So I um, came up with nine ways to reduce your holiday stress and anxiety. Um, So we're going to go over the nine ways to reduce holiday stress and anxiety. So the first thing we're going to do is really go back into asking yourself the questions, right? The questions that need answering. We want to picture what your ideal holiday looks like. We're going to take a minute to envision what would make your holiday a good one. I try to refrain from using the word perfect because, you know, I struggle with that. But what would make it good? What's your vision for you and your family? What does it include? What does it exclude? Is it about um, gathering together and having a meal? Is it about exchanging things? Is it about serving? others? What is it about? Is it about uh, going to, to church? Is it a, What is it about that means the most to you during this holiday season? Are there traditions that you like to uphold or are there things that are just unique to you and your family? Um, knowing your vision will help you better identify if something aligns or disrupts that vision. So once you can clearly identify it, then you can clearly say this feels right according to that or this doesn't feel right according to that. So once you have your vision clear and once you have it clearly written out, you want to make a plan. That's the second thing. Make a plan. So once you decide what your holiday looks like, it's time to make it attainable. Sometimes we want it to look like this grand thing or this huge thing and we don't make a plan. We don't break it down into smaller pieces. So then it feels like it's it's hopeless or it's undoable. When it is, it's doable. We just have to break it down. We have to make it smaller. So yeah, by making it smaller, it makes it more attainable. It makes it more manageable. And then it automatically decreases the amount of anxiety and stress related to it because you have it in front of you. You know what you have to do. You've broken it down into small pieces to where it's not like I have one day to get all these things done. It's no, I've broken it down into four things and I know I have this amount of time to get these four things done so here's my plan and I'm okay with that. Hey I just want to remind you don't forget to download the de-stress your holidays planner it is totally free and it provides strategies to reduce holiday stress and anxiety it also has tips for fostering meaningful connections throughout the holiday season and practical planning tips and techniques that won't overwhelm you go ahead and press that download button and let's get back to it.
The third thing is creating a budget. Um, I know that money is definitely always a stress point in uh, the holiday season, especially when the rest of the year seems stressful and, and really tight. And then it's like, all right, I have to add money that's not there for the holiday season. But if we're able to create a budget, if we're able to try and look at um, things ahead of time, sometimes we can find some wiggle room. If not, I know in the United States, there are many angel trees and many uh, community organizations that have resources to help people in need or people who just need a little support to be able to get their kids some things for Christmas, whether it's a meal, whether it's uh, presents, you know, look into your community and see what support is offered for you. It's no shame. It's no embarrassment. It's really, that's what they're there for. And it's definitely a blessing to be a blessing. Number four is set boundaries. So we're getting more into the emotional and the mental and relational parts of the holiday stress. So setting boundaries really is important all year long, but especially during high stress situations. So boundaries create this space of safety for all those involved. When boundaries are clear, then it's easier to say no to things that you know don't align with you. Uh, Boundaries are definitely not about controlling what other people do. It's about a clear understanding of what is allowed versus not allowed. It's a clear understanding of what you will tolerate and what you will not. I'll do another episode on boundaries, but boundaries are not about controlling what other people do. It's just saying like, this is my boundary and I need this to be respected in order to move forward in this way. It doesn't mean that person has to do it. That just means that if they don't, then you know you will remove yourself because that's a part of your boundary. Number five is um, avoiding family conflict. So you can't really choose. We know that we can't choose who we're related to, but we can choose conversations we engage in. This really goes hand in hand with the boundaries. And a lot of times avoiding conflict may mean voicing that this isn't something you want to do or be involved with at this moment. Um, Now, I'm not saying that conflict isn't healthy. There are times where conflict is healthy. It does produce a healing sense. Um, And in those cases, it is okay um, when conversations are held in a way that is mature and is uh, a realm of safety and boundaries are respected. Sometimes we can have those hard conversations around the holidays where we can say, this hurt me or I struggle with this because I feel this, right? We can have some of those conversations, but when there's conflict that does not seem to want or desire a resolution or doesn't seem to listen or conflict that seems to become dangerous physically or emotionally, then those are conversations or conflict or situations that it might just be best to remove yourself from in this moment. It doesn't mean we don't come back to those things. It just means in this moment with all the other things that are going on, it may not be in the best interest to um, involve yourself in those. Number six, focus on what you can control. Remember and reflect on what is in your realm of control. There isn't much you can do about inflation. There's 
not much you can do about disagreements that happen every year with your cousins. It's not much you can do about the weather. So what are the things that are in your realm of control? We need to try to spend more energy focusing on those things instead of taking that energy to things that we have no control over. When we're focused on things that are within our realm of control, we have better chances of seeing results. We have a better chance of feeling sense of accomplishment because we can see the changes that we've made to towards those things. But when we're focusing on things that we don't have control over or trying to change people in situations that are outside of our realm of control, then you start to feel defeated and you get more anxious or more sad and more depressed and all these things are happening while you're still trying to manage your own um, holiday stress. Number seven, avoid comparison traps, also known as social media. I spoke on this a little bit, but it's seems that no matter how hard we try to avoid it, social media is the place where people share everything, right? Some of the most glamorous versions of their lives, their glamorous Christmas trees, their glamorous staircase, all these things, they look impeccable, right? And we're looking at those and we're just kind of like in awe and awestruck. But a lot of this isn't everything that it seems, right? Yes, these trees may be glamorous and yes, it looks like they have all these material things. And I'm not saying that their life isn't what it looks like it is, but I know a lot of people that will attest to things aren't always what they seem, right? So while we're comparing ourselves to what something looks like, we also don't know the things that they're not showing. So with that, I want you to kind of feel some encouragement and just knowing that people choose what they want to share and how much of their lives they want you to see. So what does that mean? It means that it's not fair for you to compare yourself with versions of other people, right? You're comparing your whole self to parts of someone else. Let your holiday be your holiday and let their experience be there. There's no need to compare one to the other. Now, there are things that we can say, oh, this is nice or oh, you know, I hope to be able to do something like this one day, but not the spirit of, you know, I need to be able or I should be able to do this or I should be able to do that. That's not the spirit in which you want to have your holidays. Number eight, I want you to check in with yourself often. This may sound a little cuckoo or a little woo-woo. I don't know what you want to call it, but listen, hear me out. With so many moving pieces, with so many things to do, with so many um, engagements and all these things, it's easy to overlook and ignore our own needs and emotions. Sometimes we are just going and we're not noticing that we're tired or we're hungry or we need to um, take a moment to meditate or take a moment to pray or take a moment to just reassess or take a moment to just be quiet. Like sometimes you just need a moment. And when things are moving so quickly and things seem to be in such high demand, it's very easy to not take those moments. This is going to be one of those times where I say, take it wherever you can get it. If it's in the car on the way to work, take that moment. If it's in the bathroom and for an extra five minutes, take the moment. Wherever you can get that moment, it's important to really check in and see how you're feeling. Are you okay? Is grief hitting you? Are you grieving the loss of someone or the loss of an idea or the loss of a loved one, right? Are you triggered by anything? Are there things that smells that trigger you, looks, or are there things that are really difficult for you right now? And I'm not saying to dwell on these in a way that makes you un 
unable to show up in the ways that you need to show up, but it's okay to ask yourself how you're doing. It's really hard, especially when you're dealing with the loss of a loved one or the loss of different ideas or or the loss of anything. Like it's really difficult to go through these times without them. But what we tend to do is we tend to just try to make it through and usually because someone else needs us to. But what do you need? It's okay to ask yourself, what do you need? And some of us feel like this the breaking point if I ask myself what do I need then how am I going to stop the list like what if the tears start coming and what if I break down it's okay especially because you show up for everybody else it's okay that you take a moment to check on yourself it's more than okay it's necessary because there's no way that you're going to be able to carry out the vision that you have without checking in on yourself you can't have the vision without the visionary and if you don't take time to make sure the visionary is safe and secure and okay, then the vision can't go forth. So check in on yourself. If you don't do any of these other things, I want you to make sure that you are connected to yourself, connected in a way that you know when your needs aren't being met. Is that anybody else's responsibility? No, but it's good to know where you're lacking and what you need because there are people in your life, I'm sure, that are willing and open to helping you. And if they're not, then it's good to look for other people. It's good to go find community and go try to fill those needs in a healthy manner so that you can show up not just for others but for yourself and the last thing that I want to recommend so we're on number nine is that if your emotions become unbearable or you find yourself feeling unable to find relief, I want you to go find some help. I want you to go find someone to talk to. Um, I know there are a lot of initiatives around this time where people are possibly giving away free services, um, therapy services that are accessible, uh, churches that are doing counsel. I want you to do your best to find someone. Go seek the help that you need. There are so many people that suffer with sadness and depression and anxiety. And then we end up finding these unhealthy coping mechanisms that we often regret later. I don't want that to be your story. I want you to be proactive where you're so intact with yourself, where you're so connected to yourself that you know, okay, I'm a little uneasy right now. I might need to go talk to somebody. Or you know that you just need to vent to someone that is safe and it's not going to get out to anybody else. I don't want you to feel like you're by yourself. Um, I am planning on having a open zoom um maybe once in december where i just allow people to come in and i um can coach you through a situation or just kind of be some support to you virtually um and it'll be free so if you want to uh, have access to that you can just make sure you get the free holiday planner and there's a link there for you to sign up for the free coaching or the free um community coaching coaching call but this is my hope that this is helpful to you um and I don't want you to struggle in silence I don't want you to feel like no one is there to support you so whether you're choosing to celebrate this holiday season or not I want to ensure you that you're not alone okay all right well thank you so much and I hope that you have an amazing day bye That's all for today, and I hope that you're feeling inspired to navigate your ships with grace and authenticity. But remember, you don't have to do this alone. Our growing community is here and ready to support you. You can find the link to that one in the show notes. 
If you enjoyed this episode, I want you to subscribe, leave a review, and share it with a mom who may just need a little support and encouragement. Don't forget to connect with us on social media. We are on Instagram and Facebook at Momship Mastery, and those links are also in the show notes. Before we go, here's my little reminder. You are an incredible mom, and you have the power to nurture your inner well-being and create meaningful connections and relationships. Embrace the journey, cherish the moments, and continue to thrive in your momship journey. Until next time.